In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza. and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello, and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jordana. And we're back with another episode. We have apparently, you know, people are liking our episodes together. Really? That's so great to hear. I love being on the show. It's like very, as you know, (laughs) listen every week as soon as (laughs) it comes out. (laughs) Well, I love having you on here. And today we're going to talk about something that we got into in like the very last second of our back for seconds episode. But we now I think this is like a whole topic that we could elaborate on. And it's essentially, Mm -hmm. essentially the question of like, whether looks matter or not, and how you can shine in dating when you feel like there's so many people out there who are more attractive than you and you like, are comparing yourselves to them, basically. Right. So, okay, last time I started with this, I started with this like theory that I had, and I also put it on TikTok and it went kind of viral. And it, it did, it went viral. People were like really into it. And basically like the, the theory is that, and I don't want you to think that I'm talking about you and Jared when I bring this up, I'm thinking of, of other people and I can, I don't want to necessarily like, you know, put them on blast, but like, I think a lot of the dating advice that is out there for women, single mm. women, is basically coming from other women who are single, very attractive, like very conventionally attractive, like typically blonde, very thin, you know, just like have money to wear, really nice clothes, that sort of thing. And I think that a lot of the dating advice out there is coming from the perspective of people who are like too good looking to ever put themselves in the shoes of people who are less good looking and therefore don't have the same like dating options as people who are, you know, going to get a ton of right swipes on an app. But I mean, I, I understand that thought process, but I think that dating is ultimately, it's not about like, find. it's not about finding like the most attractive partner or the smartest partner or the partner with the most money. It's about at the end of the day, when it really comes down to it, it's about finding the partner that is the right match for you. And all of the things that you want are a good match for the things that they want. And they both kind of come together in this way that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, like, I guess like in your, you're saying like, you have more options if you're attractive. Is that like? Um, it's really more about like the advice. It's like, it's like, yeah, you should like put yourself out there and like try out all your options and like never say no to a date and like, you know, give people a chance and like, and pe- you I'm know saying, how people say dating's a numbers game? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm well, saying if going you are out like and- going out with people, right. And this is different than like relationship advice, but like I mm-hmm. think when you're first dating, like you're first getting out there on the apps, if you're not attractive, like you're not going to get swipes and therefore you're never going to like have really that many chances to go on dates to even learn like what you like or don't. I don't think you're not going to get swipes. You're going to get swipes. Like that's there's- I don't think so. I think if you have a profile that is an accurate reflection of who you are and it seems like a sincere thing, maybe you'll get less swipes than someone else, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get any swipes. I think there's a match for everyone. I think of it like applying to college, right? 
you might have really bad SAT scores. Okay. So, mm. but you could apply to any school you want. Right. And some schools are going to write off the bat, like not even look at your, they're going to look at your, you know, 400 writing, uh, verbal and be like, okay, like automatic. No, I'm not even going to look at this, but some schools are going to look at that and be like, okay, like what else do they have going on? Maybe this is like one part of the greater part of their application and the school that's the right match for them is going to care less. That is true. But I think that that only like applies to, let's just say it's women in this case who are like of a certain level of attractiveness, attractiveness to start out with. Like I'll say when I was on the apps, I didn't get that many matches and I went on maybe like two or three dates from apps ever. Like that's like, and I don't think I'm like a hideous human being. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think I'm like a, you know, like an ogre, but it's not like I ever felt like I was getting many legitimate options from dating apps. Like people just either like, you know, you'd match, maybe you'd get like a few matches, but like they're not going to start a conversation with you And then you have to, like, get, you know, like, there's just not that many chances. And I think that, like, my my critique is really, like, and again, I think this is different than what, like, you and Jared share, mostly Mm -hmm. because you're also sharing, like, the male perspective. And that, like, I think gives it just, like, a little bit more balance and makes it more, like, realistic. But I think... I'm I'm talking about most dating advice out there. And I'll give one example. One example would be like the most extreme example is like call her daddy. Okay. Who like the host of call her daddy is like, like playboy hot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So when she's talking about getting dates and like now she's dating someone, but when she was talking about like going out there and having fun and like, who cares if this guy is imperfect? Cause like, you know, you can just get another one. Like, that's not really the case for like so many women. Like, right. They can't well, just get another one. You know, I don't know if the call her daddy advice is like, I think it's a different kind of advice for a different kind of consumer than like, and there's, I mean, the beauty of like podcast world and like the dating world is there's so many different people out there and they can all sort of give you, I mean, there's like, for the longest time, I remember we were growing up, it was like the rules, right? And that mm-hmm. was like a big thing, like follow the rules and you'll like land a man. But that's not really like a mature, like that's not mature dating advice based on finding someone who's a truly compatible match to you for a long standing, like long lasting relationship. If there were, I mean, I think the call her da- daddy advice is more about like hooking up, really, like find someone. Well, what what I'm saying, like relationship advice versus dating advice, like all dating is kind of like hooking up in the beginning, you know, once you get to a relationship and there's like an established, like, I like you, you like me, like the advice I think can sort of like be more democratic for like, no matter what you look like, because then it becomes about like being in a healthy, rela- like how to be in a healthy relationship. Right. But dating is so like, there's like, what is really the difference between like dating and hooking up when some people who are out there want to date and some people who are out there want to hook up and like most people are not wearing like a sign that says which one they are. What you're saying, what's the difference in advice? I'm saying they're, they're I'm saying like the advice for the dating and hookup culture. Right. Is not necessarily tailored to people who are not very conventionally attractive. I think it's like, what advice do you think would not work for someone who wasn't conventionally attractive in a real, like a a real legitimate dating advice? That's like, again, based on finding a relationship. Like it's more of this attitude of like, you're too hot to like, you know, let a guy like, you know, in any way, not meet your standards, like with, and like, you're not going to give him a second chance if he doesn't like, you know, right meet meet these standards because you have five guys in the rotation on the on the on the bench that you're like you know gonna just go with that one and you're just doing this to have fun and if you just seem like you're having fun like your people are going to be so attracted to you but i think what doesn't ever get said is that like for a chronically single woman who's not attractive like and and they get those signals when they go out with their friends Mm -hmm. all the time like they're the ones who are never paid attention to that person can't just like act like they're having fun and confident because like they're so distracted by like the fact that they never 
You know what I mean? Like, think about when, like, you were, like, wanted to be in a relationship and, like, felt just, like, you right. couldn't get out of that rut. I think for people who are, like, chronically single or, like, can, you know, maybe they haven't been in a relationship because mm-hmm. they, like, whatever reason it is, those people can't just, like, go out and have fun and, like, not be desperate because they have a whole bench. You know, they have a roster. Right. But I'm saying like, I felt like I was one of those chronically single people for a lot. I don't, for a while, I don't think that's because like, I wasn't attractive enough. Like, I don't no, think but you well, weren't, yeah, I don't, I'm not talking uh, about you. I'm talking about like, like a girl who is like, let's say she's always struggled with her weight. She's always been sure. overweight. She, you know, maybe she just isn't what this is our society like considers attractive and like. She's never had a boyfriend in high school, in college. Maybe mm-hmm. she's, like, never lost her virginity at age, like, 25 or something that, like, maybe there's, like, that whole blockage, too. Like, someone who doesn't have, like, the, the experience to, like, understand how to do this. Like, I don't think that the advice that, like, a lot of, like, you know, the really hot single girls who are out there give people is, like, actually helpful. Right. I think you can be really confident and not be conventionally attractive, though. I think that you can like a lot of it. Right. I think a lot of it is about your relationship with yourself. And I would say that about I would say that about like anything almost like you can have insecurities about any part of dating. Obviously, with dating, like looks are the first thing you see. Right. But a lot of those I would say. I am encountered and I see a, a lot of the conventionally attractive people have a bigger issue in dating than the people who are less that, that are less attractive. I don't think that it, right. that being attractive, conventionally attractive equates to like an easier time with like a long term, stable, healthy relationship. Like, I don't think right. that that is actually going to put you that maybe you get again, like I think we talked about this last time. It's like maybe you get your foot in the door more but that doesn't equate to like an actual healthy relationship to me i i totally i totally agree with that you know i'm not saying like oh ugly girls can't get a date and that's wrong like that's not really my complaint my my point is more about the advice that's out there so your Mm -hmm. advice that set like what you just said i think is an example of better advice for someone no matter how they look which is that like it's about you and your confidence and not necessarily about like your objective looks, you right. know, because it's about finding like, a match for right. yourself. And also like what Jared says is that like, you're somebody's foot. I think that's not advice. You're that's right. mainstream. That's actually not like people say, Oh, I, there's a pot for every I lid, mean, but that's think not about, like, think about all the dieting advice out there. There's so much garbage out there, like everywhere. Like I'm, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like, it's like that with anything like there's there's the internet is wide and vast and like there's a lot of bad advice out there about like everything right so it's like it's up to us as the like consumers of this content to own trust sources that we know are reliable and trust sources that we feel like have an understanding of like the deeper meaning behind the things that we're talking about like think about all the influencers who give dieting advice Right, right. It's bad. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. 
That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Well, think about it's like, okay, if you're 23 and all your friends are listening to, let's just use Call Her Daddy as the example. Sure. They're all listening to Call Her Daddy and they're all like living by this advice. How are you supposed to sort of like figure out that that advice is not for you and that there's like other sources out there? Like, I'm like really just... I'm just saying, like, what's kind of, like, out there, what are, like, the, the just general, mm-hmm. like, way people are thinking, not, like, oh, there's no Therapy. good advice out there. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, right. Well, I mean, I, I'll give myself an example. Like, when I was um, in my early 20s, I was, like, trying to figure out the key to dating, what's the move, whatever. And I would pick up books like The Rules, which was, like, I think, again, bigger at the time. And it's, like, at first, you're kind of, like, okay, here's, like, Here's information. Here's like a set of things that's supposed to like land me the man, right? Yeah. And then um, you go through enough, like, and then like that doesn't work, right? Right. That advice doesn't work. I don't think it works even if you're the hottest girl in the room. Like, I don't really think that works long term for a healthy, stable relationship. Again, that might get you in the door and get someone who wants to hook up with you. Like, I don't. I I actually do think that's the case, but I don't think that that is going to land you like the stable long-term relationship of your dreams. And I think the only way to really do that is by a combination of internal personal work through therapy and learning like what is like, what is the proper way? You know I mean? There's so much, again, again relationships are, are so interesting because everyone thinks that like they're born knowing how to be in a healthy relationship which is not the case. So to right. me, like the, the way that I found myself out of that rut was not through like following a specific set of rules or listening to someone with no, you know, clinical background who had any, like who, who was spouting just like anecdotal dating Who's advice. Who's just like been on a lot of dates. Right. Yeah. But it's like you've been on a lot of dates because a lot of guys have wanted to take you on a date. So like you can't get dating practice without that. Right. But I'm just saying it doesn't even like, even matter like i don't think you're if you're practicing with the wrong thing like just because you've been right. on a lot of diets doesn't mean you're like good at giving diet advice right no it means you're probably <laughs> worse because you've needed to go on a lot i mean that's not necessarily like a one well it's kind of like date. But- no it's sort of i mean like you go on, you're going on that many dates because you like have a hard time turning those dates into a long-term stable relationship like you know, right. you're sleeping with a lot of guys because like you've you are like maybe you're trying to get out of that and you're and or they're that's, or they're having a lot of fun which is like a whole other sure, right? which is fine like also yeah. also cool for you but i'm saying like to me like i tried that whole route and that didn't work and like the way that i really found a healthy stable relationship was by like working on myself with a licensed professional to make me see like again like parts partially that standard thing and partially just like how do i you know, how do I view this whole thing in a healthier way to make me like find someone that's a match for me in a way that isn't like ha- a like a hack? Do you know what I mean? Because that's right. not real and that's not long. Like relationships are hard. Dating is hard, but it's like kind of like anything else. Like the only way to like really figure it out is through it. Unless you've been like blessed to have a super healthy model of like stable relationships that you can see and you kind of like already know that. Like you already know right. what it looks like to have a partner that like values and cares about you and communicates like really well with you, which is not most people. And I think that's sort of the most frustrating thing about dating because you you figure like oh well, like you don't I have should to, just like, be learn. able to do this. You don't have to learn how to be in a relationship. You don't have to learn how to date. Like everyone can do it, but it doesn't mean that everyone's doing it right. Right. I mean, personally, I feel like someone who didn't get a lot of practice with dating. So like I have no dating advice to offer, but I do feel like I got very lucky in finding Avi and like we we have a healthy I think we have a healthy relationship. But like, again, that was like luck. It wasn't like. Oh, I and my trained professional therapist also. But like, right. not, it wasn't like oh, I like followed all the advice and like I got like so many dates and then like finally like one hit. You know, right? I don't think the advice is about like fi- like finding so many dates, but like I also think that that 
you can. No, I think anyone, there is a lot of I advice think that out anyone, there like that. I think that anyone can go on multiple dates. Like if you give me a profile of someone who you don't think is attractive, who's not getting any dates, like I think that I personally, like again, not that I'm a licensed professional, I think I can help. And that's part of what we do with the U Up Live show, which is December 8th. And you guys should come when we do dating yeah. at makeovers. But I think like, that's what I'm saying. It's pre- presenting yourself in a way that like owns your flaws, knows who you are, because Again, like you can have a super hot person who's like super dumb, right? And some people like that. Some people don't. Right. Like it's a barrier to entry to others. Like everyone has their own specific right. package well, of things that they care about. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, your intelligence and your wit, I mean, maybe your wit can show, don't really show up on the dating profile. You know, they like can, no one's though. putting. That's what I'm saying. That's why right. that's what the best dating profiles are. And it's not like every, it's also kind of like, when you're on the apps, like not every guy is like thinks he's a perfect 10. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's about, again, finding someone. <laughs> yeah, many do. Many girls <laughs> do, too. It's about like, but again, finding someone who's a match who cares about the superficial looks. And I don't even think there's anything wrong with caring about that. But who cares about it at the same sort of level as you do? Right. Like, that's I mean, a good match for you. It's like imagine finding someone who's like if someone didn't care about intelligence and they went on a, a date with you, they wouldn't be a good match for you because you're very smart. Right. So someone so they wouldn't be like appealing for them. So it wouldn't be a good match. Right. For you. It doesn't mean like doesn't mean like not think some people value like intelligence more than others. And that's not good or bad. That's just what it is. And that's sort of like the nice part about dating is like you go on enough dates that sort of like you can also assess like how much does this trait matter to me? So like, okay, well, I'll give again, I'll give myself as an example. I went on like three dating app dates ever. Like, okay. If those are my only dates, how could I like discern what is like good or bad on a date from a guy? How could I like, get sort of like comfortable and being myself in this sort of situation. Like, I don't think you only need to go on three dates though. Like, I think Why? you could have gone on more dates. No, I, I couldn't. I could not have gone on more dates. I only was like, got to three dates on the but you weren't apps. on them that long. I, I, let's say a year. Okay. I'm saying like, I'm, then, three dates in a year. But I'm saying, but are, were you like reaching out to people on those dates? Were you really like happy, excited to be on those apps? Were you like taking them very seriously? I was like, yeah, I was like using them. I mean, like I didn't like using them, but I was using them and like I would engage in conversation. Like I actually was trying, like I wasn't like just rejecting, like not at all. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I do think that like, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know like what your like, um, I don't remember what my profile said. Like, I don't think it was a particularly like great profile. I never had a dating app makeover from Jordana and Jared. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was before we, I think you met out before our podcast even existed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I think there's obviously like, again, there's advantages in having like, your first a great profile it's sort of like applying to jobs with a shitty resume if you haven't really like fully optimized your dating profile like do you know what i mean and a good resume you can make a good resume with like not necessarily particularly amazing stats right i mean taylor jackson's resume with her before she was even like in the workforce was amazing (laughs) right with no experience and like do you know what i mean like obviously there's some things that help like having a college education has helped in like in helps right. in applying resumes, but does that mean you'll never be able to find a job if you don't have those things? No. Right. 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 Like so, obviously, yeah. I think there's things that make it easier, but I don't think that like if you're giving good dating advice, I don't think that, and it would have to be like specific. Often it's like specific to the person. It's why like me sharing what I eat in the day is not going to help like anyone because it's not specific to them specifically. Do you know what I mean? it's kind of like? Right. Because you do a different level of physical activity and like you have a different metabolism. And have, and right. And have a diff- genetics or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Anything would be like, it's sort of like the same thing. It's like, what are your, what are your, and with dating, there's so much more to go into it. And there's like, that's why I don't like rules or like blanketed general dating advice because it's not tailored at all to the person. It's like giving someone an exercise regimen and having no idea like about anything else about them. 
Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Honestly, I think that the rules probably like worked when society was like more patriarchal. And I think that we sort of like started dating while like things were on the cusp a little bit. And so... Like, I mean, the rules sort of, like, became a little the rules, obsolete. The rules don't... Very here's the thing about the rules. The rules... The writers of the rules are divorced. So, like, <laughs> they work yeah. in the short term. It's like a dieting. You know what I mean? Like, you gain the weight... It's like reading a dieting book from right. someone who gained the weight back. It's like the the rules are about, like, how to land a man. It doesn't say anything about, like, the nature of that relationship. So, yeah, like, if I... If right. you want to, if your goal is to just get a guy to propose to you, I think the rules will work short term because like so you have a lot of self-control and those tips are like about sort of like psychological manipulation. So yeah, you can manipulate someone into proposing to you. Is that going to lead to a long lasting, happy marriage where both people like feel like they're like true companions and share values and whatever? Like the, there's nothing about that in there. It's about like, how do I get this person it's like a cycle. It's almost like a psychological manipulation book, which sure that'll work again in the short term. But again, the long term, those people are divorced. Right, right. So, OK, now that I've complained about like the advice that is out there, what and I, this is obviously like your your forte, like what advice would you give to someone who just feels like very hopeless in dating? They don't feel confident about their body. They don't feel confident about their appearance and they don't have like the dating experience to feel like they know how to get themselves out there or even like make a profile or not make a profile. Let's say they have a profile. The profile's fine, but the profile's like meh. But they have all these other things that are holding them back, which probably prevents them from making like the shining profile, you know, like psychologically. Yeah. Right. I would say that I would say if the dating apps are not fun for you, if you feel like they make you feel more anxious or worse about yourself, I would take a break from them. And I would I actually do think that you're the best at dating, not when you look your hottest or when you're like, you know, totally like you're you got your promotion at work you're more like when you're like feel like your life is like going well and you're happy with your life so i don't i think if you're one of those people i would take a break i would try to again work on those internal because those struggles are not going to be fixed by finding a man either it's like you're going to be like oh like i don't like the way i look and i don't like the way i feel and i feel like no one likes me and i feel like my confidence is shot like that's not going to be fixed by someone that's just going to be like projected into that relationship. So I think even if you met someone, it still wouldn't be like a happy, like it wouldn't work well. So I would like draw on a narcissist because like they, they thrive off of that. Right. So you could find someone who's like really looking to like prey on that for all, you know, so I would like get off that. I would try to do some internal work. Obviously like not everyone can afford a therapist. There's a lot of like other tools out there for people or like more cost-effective ways to get therapy. But I think it's, and I would say this about, again, you're, we're talking about an insecurity about like the way you look or, or confidence or how you feel. And I think that like 
looks are just one thing that people feel insecure about. We have people writing in, you know, like I'm a recovering um, alcoholic or I'm a recovering, you know, drug, or I've had a lot of financial debt or I don't feel like I have any friends. Like there's a lot of things I think that, and everyone has their own. I don't think anyone is completely free from any insecurities. There's a lot of people that things that make people feel like they are not dateable or worthy of being dated or worthy of being in a relationship that's happy. And so like, I think coming to fixing your or coming to terms with your relationship with those insecurities is a really important step before or simultaneously while you start dating. I think you can still date with those things, but I think the more you have a grasp on them, like the easier time you'll have. And kind of like you said, like there's no real, like we've talked about this before, like the only way out is through. So I think that like, you can do it simultaneously, but I would work on like, I wouldn't work on like finding someone as a way to not deal with those issues, which I think, which I think a lot of people do. It's like a bandaid, but the real way to get through them is to sort of work on that with yourself or with a therapist or just kind of trying to like unpack that because I think you'll be a better dating and you'll have a dater and you'll have a better grasp on like what those insecurities are, even if you're working through them, like they'll be able better able to like verbalize them to the person that you're dating. It won't come out in a way that's like harmful to whatever potential relationship you might have. Do you think there's a time like in someone's life where they just like should not be dating because like what's going on in their, you know, psyche is just not like prepared or like would be harmed potentially by like, I don't know, a, a bad not a bad date but like a guy you know they might be sort of like susceptible to like you know mm-hmm. being dicked around yeah i mean i do think there's times in everyone's life when like dating shouldn't i don't think dating always needs to be a priority for everyone at every moment in their life and i think that if you're unable to if you don't have the time or the energy or the space to like work through your own issues then they're just going to be like again when you date, it's just going to be pulling someone else into that and sort of it's not going to make for something that's fulfilling to you. I think it's something that could either become more toxic because there's another person involved or it will just be like self-sabotaging. Like what's a good test someone can give themselves to like know if they're ready or like if this is like, you know, a good idea or a bad idea to go to, you know, put themselves out there. Um, I think asking yourself a few questions like, how much do I like really want this and why do I really want this? Because not everyone wants to date for the same, not everyone even like wants to date all the time. People like actually like being single a lot of the time. So I would start by asking yourself, like, what am I looking for from a relationship? Is it about just like, so again, is it about someone to tell me I look good and then like I won't have to worry about convincing myself that I feel and look good is that like that that's one thing to consider because I don't think that's like an answer that should lead itself to saying like oh let me go find that person to like again put a band-aid on that I think that's a, that's probably the first question I would ask and then I would think like what do I actually want from a partner and it's funny because we talk about the list mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time right yeah and that exercise I think you can interpret it in a lot of different ways but I think that like at its best, the, the writing down the list sort of helps you like actually think about like what you prioritize in someone. And I think most people, when they really look at their list, like the physical attributes are not really that high, or maybe you have like one or two that's like really important to you. But most of them are like, do they share the same values as me? Are they kind? Um, are they like ready for a committed relationship? Do you know what I mean? I think that if you like writing that down actually helps, um, not necessarily like voodoo ish way, like we used it, (laughs) but in a way that's like, how do I like, how am I prioritizing what I'm looking for in someone? Because I think anyone who's just like, if everyone, if you see someone's list and it's all physical traits, like, I don't think that that person's going to be made super happy by finding that person. How many men do you think are like prioritizing those things that matter though? Like I'm sure they're not writing these lists because like it's <laughs> it's not like the vibe. But like right. how, like do you think 
I mean, maybe they wouldn't even say this to their friends, but like, let's say, you know, a guy is having like a deep convo with, a, you know, one of their friends. Like, what do you think they're saying that they want out of their relationship? Like, I think most guys, I think there's a baseline level for both people of like, I want to be physically attracted to this person because there's a sexual element to all relationships or most relationships, I would say. So I don't th- and I don't think that's bad. I don't think it's bad to have like a, a baseline of like, I want to be physically attracted to my partner. Sure. I think that's on everyone's list to an extent. But I do think that like, again, from like running this podcast for almost four years and like speaking to people and seeing relationships that works, I think that the most men want someone who's just like really kind and really nice. And like, <laughs> those are not things that they, I, I actually do think that's true. Like, because I think that's, they want to be physically attracted to them and they want someone that they feel like is going to be like a really good wife and mother too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kindness is like very, like we don't, we don't, we don't think of that as something that men care about. Right. I never really did. But the more men I've spoken to and the more men I've seen writing in, like just being with someone who they feel like is really sweet and nice, which is not necessarily my top I feel like that's like, yeah, I feel, I <laughs> is feel like, actually like a huge thing for them. I think that that, what and that makes not sense. Sweet and nice. Like, I don't think I'm sweet and nice. <laughs> I don't think I'm sweet and nice either. Maybe that's why I had so much trouble. <laughs> Right. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe they could just smell this girl's not sweet and nice off of my profile. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think about the traits that you would want in like your mom. You want someone who's like caring and like and loving and nice. Right. At the end of the day, like what do you do? Someone who wants like, I I think the best moms are the hottest moms. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think if you think about if you really think about a real long term partner, like it's such a huge underrated quality. And it's not a quality that I even really thought about in men as something that would be attractive. But then, you know, now I think about like, who do I want? Like as the father to my children, who do I want is like someone who's going to be with me? Like after I'm every everyone's looks fade eventually, if you're lucky enough to live that long, like what's going to be the sustaining trait. The trait is going to be someone who's kind to me, like above right. all else. It's not even like the smartest person or the person with the most money. It's going to be the person who's just like nice and like shows up and is like, um, like those right. are the, those are the lasting traits. Cause the lust stuff like fades, like the, right. the can't get my hands off you stuff like always fades. That's gar- That's a guarantee. Yeah. No matter and how fades, hot you be- are. It fades before your looks fade too. That's the thing. Totally. It's totally. Like, yeah. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter how hot you are, but the stuff that like stays, the stuff that you have to deal with forever is like how that person interacts with you, how that person communicates with you, how that person like shows up for you. So I do think someone who has like a little, like a little bit of a more, what's the word? Like, they're they're future thinking and they're like they're actually looking for like a long-term stable relationship like those are the things that people actually consider in long-term partners no matter like how you look so you heard it here first stop counting your (laughs) calories and start counting your good deeds ladies that goes for the two of us too i guess (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess Someone asks, how did not see ghosting slash rejection as confirmation of body and appearance insecurities? Well, I can say that everyone gets ghosted. Not like the hot people, the hottest people get ghosted too. Ghosting is not, no one has ever like, it's like you're like sleeping with someone and then they're like, oh, you know, after I've slept, this person's just not hot enough for me. I'm never going to answer them. Ghosting says a lot more about the person who's ghosting than it does the person being ghosted. Ghosting right. is a blessing because that per- can imagine how terrible you have to be at communicating to ghost someone like that's just yeah. a great sign of a terrible communicator. So that person did you a favor. Right. That's yeah. I mean, I think that's a great, a great point. Here's kind of like a double question. How do you stop comparing your body to the bodies of other people? The person you're seeing might also be seeing. And how do you stop comparing yourself to prettier people on social media that your partner follows? So it's like basically how do you stop comparing yourself to like other women who are like 
in proximity or right digitally I mean, prox yeah to your partner yeah. and like how do you stop him from how do you stop like worrying about the, like he's gonna think they're prettier he might hotter. think they're right i think he might think they're pretty I, I mean like there's billions of women in this world and i do i think that mike thinks i'm the actual hottest person he's ever gonna meet no that's right. like unrealistic <laughs> right so right. it's like the, the point I think is not to be like, oh, I need to be the hottest person in this person's vicinity because that's never really going to like, unless you actually are the hottest woman in the world. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think the goal is to feel a confidence in, again, the way you look, but also your other traits and say like, this person wants to be with me for a reason. It's not because I'm the hottest person in the world because I'm not. And like, neither is anyone else really like around. They're with me because of the combination of all of my traits, some of them having absolutely nothing to do with the way that I look and all the other things that I bring to the table. So I think the goal isn't to be like, I'm the hottest person in this person's vicinity. And I'm sure Mike thinks a lot of people out there are very hot. I don't think taking away like the temptation or like I need to, in order for us to have a good relationship, I need to be the hottest person in his life is like ever going to really get me anywhere. And that's true again for any other trait. Like you could follow someone who I think is a lot smarter than me. You could follow someone who has like a more stable family than me. Like there's so <laughs> many things that you can be. The goal isn't to be the best at everything. It's to know that your set of traits is a good match for someone else's set of traits. Okay, so let's talk about confidence for a second because I, I think that's like the elusive, it's an elusive concept. But I think that it is important. It's something that like people can sense. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you can't, I think a lot of people think faking being confident is the same as being confident. And I think a lot of people yeah. do perceive it as, as that. But how would you say you built confidence in yourself over time? Like real confidence, not like I'm the coolest fake confidence. Right. Confident. I mean, like, I think it's, first of all, I think it's okay to not be 100% confident all the time. That's like having, yeah, that's almost kind of nice when you have like your ego in check of like, yeah. okay, I'm not always the smartest person in the room. I'm not always the hottest person in the room. Like, it's okay. And it's okay to not always be right. that. But I think sort of just knowing, knowing what you're, what you're good at and what you know what your positive qualities are and sort of honing in on those and thinking and spending a lot of mental energy trying to like focus on those things and what you do bring to the table is really what gives you confidence and i would say i mean this is obviously like the quote of like confidence is like like is like quiet and insecurity is very loud yeah. I've always found to be very true. And it's true for a lot of, I think a lot of guys also struggle with confidence, but they almost feel like they have to be like very loud to show that they're confident. To me, that's always the biggest sign of not actually being confident. I think we talked about this on like the At Batches podcast, like the guy with the Porsche. Like yeah. a silent oh, yeah. confidence is always to me like the true real confidence. And I think confidence always really comes from, for me anyway, it came from knowing that I would be okay no matter what happened like if this person doesn't want to go on a second date with me someone else will or like do you know what i mean because like i have a lot to bring to the table i remember when you said that when i like first started like dating avi and he wasn't being like attentive enough via text and like i was like but it was like very early it was like too early to me for me to be freaking out over the text but i was still because again i didn't have so many dating app dates to go off of right <laughs> but, but um yeah so when i you said like you'll be okay if like this doesn't work out i was like no i won't <laughs> right but really feeling like an understanding that you will be is what how is what allows you to be like have any kind of standard right one right. or feel like confident that you can be yourself because if you're like if i be myself then this person might leave and then no one else will ever love me like of course yeah. you're going to be like trying to be whoever they want you to be right um, yeah but if you're kind of like i am who i am i have my flaws just like anyone else but there's a lot of shit that i'm great at and i think that you know and someone would be lucky to be with me um 
the right match for me would be lucky to be with me. Then like you can go through those experiences and it doesn't feel as like life or death. And I feel like that's really what confidence is, is like knowing that whatever happens, like you'll be fine. It's like having financial confidence is sort of like that too. It's like, okay, like I could go, <laughs> I like, you, you know what I mean? You're, you're in Vegas. So I could, I could play like a round of like uh, yeah. blackjack and like walk away play and have fun. And then like, I can walk away. And like, if I don't win, like, it's fine. Like I'll win a different time, but regardless, I'll be okay. Right. I mean, it's, here's the thing. It's easy to have that confidence when you're like financially secure and gambling $20. If you are a serious gambling addict and you are in debt for like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're not going to be as confident that you can just like walk in and walk away. Right. So that person shouldn't be in the game. Right. Right. Like, right. Just kind of like that sort of like brings us back to our early discussion about like who shouldn't be dating. It's like if right. you're dating with like scared, desperate money, like you would be gam- like you shouldn't be gambling. If right. you're right. if you're if you're dating and you feel like every. You know, if you don't get asked on the second date, it's going to emotionally devastate you. Maybe take a break from dating and try to like work on that aspect of yourself. Right. We have it. We have a DM question that's sort of similar to that. I used to be skinnier and felt like I got a lot more attention from men. Now I don't, and it's starting to make me feel insecure and mad at men. And honestly, I just stopped dating. Any tips? Like how? Like she stopped dating because she's like feeling right. insecure and angry. What do you think her process should be to like? How long should her break be? Like right. until I mean, she feels I, how? <laughs> like like at what point should she be like? Maybe I could try again. I think she should start dating when she feels like more excited about dating when she comes to terms with her new body. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what I mean? When she feels good about herself and feels like, again, she won't be like, she'll go with an attitude of like, I'm excited to meet people and not I'm like kind of ready to like attack anyone who like, you know what right. I mean? When the reject, when rejection, because everyone gets rejection, reject. I think there's like this notion again, like going back to the beginning, hot people don't ever get rejected. That's not the case. Like everyone. And if you've never been rejected, you're not going to be a good dater because you're not going to have any empathy or compassion for people, people who do get rejected. Like all of that stuff builds character. So I think that like taking a break, kind of like working on that part of yourself, which you clearly, which this person clearly is like not fully worked through and isn't like or doesn't maybe know how to do that. I would try to like figure out moving steps towards that and then go back when you're like, I'm excited to go on a date and have an interesting conversation and maybe meet someone. Right. So a sort of a, a corollary to that, that works. Someone says I'm happily single and busy, but open to a relationship. Should I date? If I feel bad about my body, I don't want the pressure, but maybe I'll be waiting forever to feel good. Like, at what point are you just like waiting too long to feel good? I think if you're actively working on something that you can, you can, you can fully date on it while you're, I would just work on figuring out how to articulate the things that you're working on in a healthy way to your partner. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you don't have to wait until you're like the, no one's ever like, if everyone waited until they were perfect to be dating, no one would ever date. But I think it's more like, do I have a plan? Right. I also think it is a tra- more attractive to like a, a mentally understanding person who's empathetic will understand that you and therapy are working on X, Y, Z. And like, that's probably a good totally. sign of them as a partner. Right. And it's about like you learning how to articulate that in a way that like is like stable and calm and rational. And then you can actually get a sense for like how that person is feeling right. about it. Right. Um, how to date someone you feel is significantly more attractive than you. I personally think my husband is more attractive than me. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So do you, what do you, if you, if you feel that way, what is your tip? I think it doesn't matter as long as like you like emotionally connect to them and like feel that they are a good person. Who's not just like, who's not going to sort of like, lord that over you and like doesn't like they're not like if they're pointing out that they're more attractive that's a bad sign if they're like if they're like kind of holding it over you that's a bad sign like i think if they never mention it and you just sort of think it you're okay (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, to mention anything that you, someone feels like they're better at than you is like a one, I think like a confidence issue from that person and right. two, like sort of like um, mean, like if let's say it's like mean. you yeah. thought you were, let's say you thought you were smarter than Avi and you were like, I'm a lot smarter than you just so you know, or like, right. I'll take this. Cause I'm like, way smarter than right. you like that would right. just not be like a, someone <laughs> and if you think about that with anything like mo- again like money family whatever like anything in that case i think you wouldn't want to be with someone who was like actually pointing out what i would say to this person is like that per- someone is with you for a reason so like right. if they're with you they think you're attractive if they're with you they think that you're a good match for them and like whatever works for them works for them and you could be a lot more thing. You could be again. You're so many of these other traits that you have that's that you have above average on, or you they think that you have more than them that they're really excited about because they're there. So right, right, that's true. I that right there. You're dating them, right? I right. think I think that was more of like a worry of mine in the beginning. Like I felt like I needed to like be so much like prettier, like you know what I mean. But then. I don't know. Like, I feel like we both bring a lot to the relationship. And like, I don't think he really values me for my looks. Like, and that I think is important because like, I don't think, I don't think like that's why he's here, you know? Yeah. And I think your set of values align, which is, yeah, which is sort of, again, like that's, that's what a match is. A match isn't like, the the smartest people are with the smartest people or the hottest people with the hottest people, the richest people are with the rich like the a match is like when the qualities that i value are the qualities that you have and the qualities that you value are the ones that i have that makes us a good match right it's like a holistic thing right and it's not about being the best in any one particular thing like obviously neither of our partners value extreme kindness that much <laughs> i'm extremely kind <laughs> <laughs> It's like funny that you're just like laughing even harder. You're like, ha 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 ha. Oh shit. No, don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's here's another question. This sort of alludes to what I was talking about like earlier. Like people who never got into the dating game because like for whatever reason. How to approach starting to date for the first time as an older woman, 27 to 30. And we also have a newly single in her mid-30s who's now never was insecure about her body, but now she is. So like, let's talk about that older, you know, starting to get into dating. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would start by spending time with your family and friends, the people who like give you a lot of energy and seeing how that makes you feel and like what traits in someone like you really like. And you can find that out from friends. You don't even have to find that out from partners. I think that's a good like entryway into dating of like okay like i have what about my best friend do i like love what gives me energy from that person and then when i think you do that for a while you sort of like can go out there with a sense of like this is the kind of person that i'm looking for which again a lot makes it easier for you to set your own standard than going in and saying like okay well i'll see what i can get like how soon (laughs) should yeah how soon should you tell someone that you're like new to dating or that you've never been in a relationship before like at what point should you like put that up front if it's something you're insecure about i think a lot of women have like sort of like insecurity is about not having been in a relationship or a serious relationship and being a certain age but i really don't think people like i think that's more like internalized than it is an actual well issue. of course because you're like you're you're kind of past that like first, you know, your first relationship age. And like, you're like, you now have never like understood what that interaction is like. And right. like, and that I think is, can be really intimidating and you can feel like, it feels like being a virgin again. You right. know, like you don't have the experience of like doing that. I think that like, yeah. as again, if you go into that and you're like, okay, like, I do feel like, and and let's say you start to be in a relationship with someone and you've never been in one before. I think that like, that's something that if, that if you can verbalize well, you can find someone who one is understanding of that and two like wants to help you in that way of saying like, Hey, like, and again, that I think that can come up when you're faced with something that you're a little insecure about. So you could say, Hey, like I haven't really been in a ton of relationships before. So like, I'm a little nervous that I, and that's being vulnerable. I'm a little nervous that like 
maybe I'm like turning you off or I'm doing this thing or like that thing. I think someone again, who like likes you and what, and like, they'll appreciate that. Cause there's a, that's a vulnerability and that's actually taking you deeper into the relationship than someone who's pretending like they've got it all figured out. And they're like pretending they like know exactly what they're doing. Like, I think people are, there's like an overvaluation of, of knowing exactly what you're doing and they, an undervaluation of like being vulnerable and sharing things again in a healthy way, not like drunk, like I used to do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that was something I worked through with my therapist too. I mean, like, of like, how do I express my insecurity? That's such a huge underrated thing is like, how do I express my insecurities in a way that the person um, can relate to it in a way that is like stable and calm and in a way that like, owns my own feelings without projecting them onto someone else. And I think if you can do that well, then like it's only beneficial to your relationship. It really just makes you closer because you feel like you actually know who the real person is. Cause that's who like, that's who we really are is our insecurities. Right. Well, that is also a question we got. And I think this, that, that this might be a good question to end on. Do you, how do you tell your partner about your insecurities? Let's say it's a body insecurity since we Mm -hmm. are in that sort of realm. Um, do you think they'll be turned off? What if they are turned off? Well, if they are turned off by it, then it's better to know sooner rather than later. And they're not going to be a good match for you. Right? How do you not get traumatized that every guy is going to be turned off? How do you not feel like, oh my God, like I opened up once and now, and like now I can never open up again because he rejected me. That's where the numbers game, I think really like plays into it and like trying to meet or go out with as many people as possible really like helps because the only way to disprove something is to take action on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, again, I used to have this a lot and like with anyone I dated where it's like, I can't really be like my real self because they'll see it and then they'll break up with me. But it's like the earlier that you do that, if someone doesn't like that about you or find that finds that to be a turnoff, which is fine. It doesn't make that person a bad person. Maybe that's not, that's just not the issue that that person wants to deal with, or they're not emotionally mature enough to like really handle that in their own way. Like the earlier you do that, the, the, the easier it is to say, okay, I'm not going to invest any, this person isn't buying what I'm selling. So like, I'm going to move on from that. Right. Um, and in terms of like the trauma, like if you go out with enough people and again, you're verbalizing something in like the right way, then I don't think you'll encounter that super frequently. And for me, again, right. it was like, I used to like not say anything that, you know, if I had an issue with, with anything or if I like was feeling a certain way, I would just try to like not speak about it and like bury I feel like it. That's what the rules taught you. Probably. And then you know, I would drink a lot and like, I would bring it up then. And I wasn't coherent in a way that like, I wasn't expressing it and I was attacking. I wasn't bringing it up in a way that was like, really felt collaborative. Yeah. Collaborative or like not again, healthy or like making it about me and my own things. Like that was one of the hardest things I think I had to learn Again, not having right. been in like a real serious relationship until I was probably 27. I had been in relationships, but I don't think they were like the same level of like intimately like real as they I were mean, later. You were in a real relationship in college. It wasn't like a fake relationship. It was a real relationship, but I don't know if it had the anywhere near the depth of No, like, I don't think you had like the compatibility to right. like make it like, oh my God, like we might get married, but. You yeah, well, that's why it's kind of relationship. Like, it wasn't a real relationship, but I'm saying yeah. like it's funny people are like insecure about not having having had relationships. I don't think that relationship truly, really helped me like to set, discover a sense of like what a healthy relationship should look like. Right, but I think when people are worried about not having been in a relationship, they're worried about the optics. They're not necessarily right. worried about like, did I learn everything I need to learn? Like, I think they're well, more that's just why like it's so much about you how seem you like present it. it. It almost feels like what like if no one wanted to date me before this guy has no proof that I'm like worthy because like no other guy (laughs) wanted me. And I think there is a lot of like in let's say like the dating market like there is a like certain like of a supply and demands thing going on there where like you know certain girls are more in demand and if you don't see yourself as in demand 
you are like probably not going to be confident and you're going to be like almost like trying to feel like you need to like convince the guy that you get that you're like actually worthy even though like no guy has previously like you know given you the stamp of approval right it's almost like it's almost like oh my god i must he must know that i'm not crazy or something because i was in a relationship like i think there's a lot of things that come with that like the claim to being in a relationship yeah i think that's that is true for sure but i don't think that it's any different or worse or like anyone thinks about it more than any other aspect of anyone's life that they're something they're insecure about so like maybe they're like oh i didn't go to the best college or i didn't go to college right this person must like think you know what i mean they must think i'm not really worthy i'm gonna have to prove myself to them in like some other way like i think that you could really it seems like looks or like relationships in that way are like so different but i actually do think it's about anything else that you're like as long as you have like a good a good answer for it i mean i I was very like i was very like insecure about my family early in in my relationship because like avi comes from like you know a pretty happy appearing family and like i come from like at the time my family was like extra messed up when we started dating so i was like he met my mom like for the first time and my dad for the first time when like the day my grandpa died so like i was really anxious about like him witnessing all this drama and like wanting to like run away right so like i get that but yeah and Um, i think that's i'm saying the way that you the way that you present that to the person is so much more important than what the actual thing is. Right. The way, you know what I mean? Like everyone has a thing. So if you're, you know what I mean? If you, if, if you didn't say anything or like, you know, you were like, if you, if he felt like you were almost overly confident in your family, like that might be, He'd be like, no, these people are fucked. (laughs) The thing is, the thing to me so much more is about the way that the thing is presented because everyone has a thing. Like I've had a tough relationship with my mom in a lot of cases, but I'm not like if I went into it pretending like everything she did was normal and that it was perfect, I think that would be a bigger issue than me saying, hey, I have this insecurity about the way this, like I'm going to prep you about this and it's about me and I'm working on it in this way. And that could be true for anything. I'm in debt. I'm, you know, I, uh, student loans, right. I'm in debt. I'm newly sober. Um, I have a strained relationship with my family. I don't feel like I have many friends. Here's like the thing that I'm, that I'm insecure about. Here's how I'm working on like bettering my relationship with this thing in my life. And that to me is all I would care about. I wouldn't care if someone was in debt. I wouldn't care if someone had a, uh, you know, a family that was a little less conventional and perhaps a little dysfunctional, as long as they felt like I felt like they were working on right. creating stability within that part of their life. Right, right. No, I think that makes a lot sense. One thing I will just leave the listeners with before we go record our Thursday episode is if anyone is like worried they're going to fuck up a date or like, you know, an early relationship. Listen to this past Sunday's episode of You Up with the girl who like incessantly texted the guy and he was still willing to like see her until she like really, really fucked it up. But like she fucked up pretty (laughs) bad and he still was in. It was a great episode. And this was only, it was a great episode. And this was only because the email was so good. And this was only after two dates. And this girl, I would never even have like come close to the first fuck up she did that he still forgave her for. Which is so you're like on incessant. his side. I'm on his side. Yeah, I think he fucked up too. And I a think few he, I, like, I think he fucked up like the communi- like the well. That's he a didn't great go example. All in on the talk. That's but. a great example of like a communication issue with two people who I think could use some more communicating. Both people actually. Yeah. But listen yeah. to the episode. It's actually a good one, and I think it'll sort of prove that point. That again, it's not about like any one thing it's really about how you're expressing your thoughts or needs or boundaries in a relationship and that can play such a bigger part than any actual people are so concerned with like the facts of dating am i too single am i not hot enough am i it's more about i mean like, we don't know how hot this girl was she could have been really hot who knows or she could have been knows? hideous but she didn't fuck it up with her <laughs> with her texts <laughs> 
So right. yeah, I mean, even with the texting advice, like, should I double text? It's like, sounds like this girl was double texting up the ass. And like, she still, he still is like, I want to see you. Right. Until or he if, didn't. You know, if he's so turned off by the texting that he doesn't, then like, he's not a good match for her because she texts a lot. Yeah. I thought he was like mostly right. But like, I kind of wish she had just like taken his like, I still want to see you and like use that to soothe herself because I was really rooting for them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work out for them. But you guys listen to the Sunday episode and also get your tickets to you up live on December 8th um, Town Hall in New York City. It's this kind of stuff, but like um, more more fun more interactive yeah it's like a full-on show it's not just like oh you're watching a show like you're watching a show and you know you know what i mean by the difference exactly yeah very interactive yeah so thank you so much jordana she will also be on our thursday dear dst episode if you have questions or non-scale wins that you want to write in to us email us dst at betches.com and um, of course, go follow Jordana at Jordana Abraham on Instagram. Follow the You Up podcast. It is wonderful whether you are single, dating, in a relationship, married, divorced, whatever the fuck you are. It is entertaining. And please rate, review, and subscribe. We would really appreciate positive reviews. If you're enjoying this podcast, tell your friends, let them know, and tell the reviewers that you love this podcast as well with a wonderful five-star rating. Follow me at Sammy at Diet Starts Tomorrow. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. 